Okotov, today's staff is the Fsarik Dalit and Yvonne. We learned for four Shlema for Yosef's real Ben Chai Michal and Elozer Ben Ruma. Yesterday we got down about 10, 12 lines down on the page. Omelay of Mordechai Ravashi. What was our question? We were questioning this, this idea. If an Eid Echad comes and testifies, <coughs> uh, we, we asked this question of Shashas. Eid Echad testified about Yavama. First, the question was can she marry the Yavam? Or maybe we're concerned, possibly, you know, we have two issues here. On the one hand, we say something that's going to be revealed, he's not going to lie about. On the other hand, the reason why we're matzer eid echad in general when it comes to any guna, a woman whose husband went overseas, not in a yavim case. Stam we were matzer because she's going to check things out. But maybe over here, she likes the yavim and she won't check things out so carefully. Then we said, no, 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 she's definitely believed. Because we say, Befeirish, it says that a woman who says her husband died, that she can get married, her husband died, and she can marry the yavim, she could even, she's believed to say that. So we're not worried about that. We're worried that the other way around, when an A come and testifies that she's free to marry the Shuk, how is that so? That her, let's say she, her husband died while still having a son or a child. Any child is good. It doesn't have to be a son. It could be a girl also. His son died having, his son, her, her husband died having a child. And therefore she's moved to the marriage Shuk. Or testify that the brother-in-law, the Yavam himself died. Is he believed there? Do we say no? Maybe she's not going to check things carefully because she can't stand the guy. She can't stand the oven. So it isn't really the Nazi. We were trying to bring a proof in that. We went both ways. Here we have another proof. About 12 lines down on the page. A woman's not believed to say that her brother-in-law died. She now say that she's free to marry the Shuk. She's not believed. Maybe she just doesn't like the guy. She's also not believed to say that her sister, who's married to, let's say she's Rachel, and she says her sister Leah was married to Reuven, is dead so that she can marry Reuven. Remember, uh, a man cannot marry his wife's sister as long as his wife is still alive, even if she was divorced. So she's not believed to say that, presumably, because maybe she likes her brother-in-law, or uh, in this case, she likes Reuven, or in the case uh, to say that her Yavam died, maybe she hates the Yavam. He needs the love of him. She's not believed. Would be believed. So you see over here, this is a proof that an Eidechem would be believed to say that the Yavam is dead and she's free to marry. Uh, a man is not believed to say that his brother's dead so that he can marry his brother's wife. Maybe he likes her. Maybe he's not going to, he's not believed himself. He also is not believed to say that his own wife is dead so that he can marry her sister. Who knew? He's not believed. Is it but Nashma that one aid would be believed? Why? Let's see. So let's see the Gemara's question. When a woman, a woman who is, is this, uh, the question is, is she free to marry or is her husband dead? So we say she shouldn't be in a guna because it's a, a, she shouldn't be a chained woman, won't be able to get married to anybody else because she can only marry a woman as opposed to a man can marry many women. But a, ma- a woman can only be married to one man at a time. So she shouldn't be in a guna. So the rabbis were Michael and said that one A is believed. What are you going to say? That a man is not believed to say that his wife died or that his brother dies, so that he could marry her sister or, uh, or his brother's wife, respectively. He's not believed, but an Eidach, why would an Eidach be believed there? He's not an Iguna. He's not a case of Yelagabi So you can't say that it means he, in the Sefer, the husband, the man is not believed, but an Eidach would be believed, would, an Eidach wouldn't be believed there either. 
Ella, so therefore, you can't be a Dayak and say, oh, the woman's not believed, but a, the Eidechel would be believed, or the man is not believed, and Eidechel would be believed. Eidechel wouldn't be believed by a man, and he wouldn't be believed by a woman either. The point over here is saying when we say, when we say over there that a woman is not believed to say that her brother in law, her husband's brother, say her husband's dead. But now there's a question about her making even to her brothers, to her husband's brother, Shimon, right? We're talking about Lay over here. Her husband died, Ruvain. And now is she believed to say that Shimon is also dead so that she can marry Lashuk? So she's not believed. What's the tradition that not that one aid would be believed, rather Rabakiva holds that if she marries Lashuk, if she marries Yankel, right? She marries Yankel when her Yavim is still around. That's Chaivalavan, but Rabakiva holds there's Mamzer there. And if there's Mamzer, it's it's like uh, even though it's only a lav, but all these other Eastern would apply to her. She's worried about Kilki, takes out the word Lazara, the Daika, she'll be careful because. She knows that if her children, if she marries uh, Yankel wrongly because Yavim is still around, then her kids are Mamzerim and will, will apply all the other Isurim that apply to her, the Isurim of, uh, of Ksub, et cetera, et cetera. They might think that, Kamash, well, we don't say that. You might say that as a Kondra is more of a spar that she should be believed when she says, I'm free to marry Yankel. My brother-in-law, the Yavim, is dead. Why? Because if she marries Yankel and she has a child, that kid is a Mamzer. So that's a more severe issue, according to Rebekah. According to us, that it's not a mamzer, not so bad, okay? So she's not believed because it's not such a big iser. It's only an iser lav without the punishment of, uh, of um, uh, mamzer and the suru and, and taking away her ksub and all the other uh, uh, all the other isum that the rabbis put on. But according to Rebekah, that it's so bad, maybe she would be ch- checking, she would check. And therefore, she should be believed to say that the yavam is dead and she married the shirk. We don't say that. That's the chiddush there. So therefore, you can't prove it from there. You still have a question. Yeah, those cases where where she's aid on her brother-in-law or aid on her sister, okay, that they're all no gay there. It's not like an aid from from outside came and said. That's right. So, so here, that's our question cases, too. Right, right. right. Why, why, why would so that so right. Good. That's right. So yeah, gay but though. So the question there is, yes, yeah, she's not believed because she's no gay but though. But that was exactly the question. But one aid maybe would be believed. An aide who's not no gabadabra would be believed. That's our question. So that was the proof. We want to say, yeah, she's no gabadabra, but the aide is not, right? And therefore, she should believe. On the other hand, the only reason we believe the aide is because she's going to check carefully. That was exactly the question. When one aide comes along and says, she's free to marry, the other one is dead, let's say, she, do we believe him or not? Do we say, well, he, why would he lie? Uh, it's going to be found out eventually if the guy's really alive. That was a question we asked yesterday that we're still dealing with. Do we say, he should be believed because why would he lie? On the other hand, we say, why is aid in general? Why is one aid in general believed? Because she's going to check it. Ah, but she's no gabadover and she may be here. She won't check it because she hates the guy and she wants to get out of marrying the other. That's exactly our question. So we wanted to prove maybe one aid is believed. We said, no, you can't be medayic that one aid would be believed. The point Kuf, is that she is not believed. You might say that over here, even if she's no gabadover, she doesn't want to lie because her kid will be a mom's if she marries Yankel while the oven still lied. Kamashal, we don't say that. She's still not believed. She's no Gabadabra. Rabba brings me another proof now. Again, the question is not about her. About her, she's not believed. She is believed to say her husband's dead. Period. That she can marry the Shuk. That's what we say. Yes, 
She is believed to say that her husband's dead, but she's not believed to say that the Yavam is dead or that her sister is dead. Now the court, now Rava says, Eid Echad would be believed the Yavama to say she can marry Lashuk, the Kava Homer, Karsi Tarta. If one aide comes along and says, Listen, your husband's dead, you're free to marry. Okay, you're free to marry. You're, there's no case of Yavam. Your husband's dead, you're free to marry. Is it believed? We say, Yeah, because she's going to check it out. So if she's believed, if one aide is believed for Isakaris, we is Koshka, and certainly if he's if he's coming along to say your Yavam is dead, meaning you can marry Lashuk. Which is which? If you if the album is live, it's only in the salav. Certainly, you should be able to believe. If an aide is believed to say your husband's dead, meaning she's an aishas ish, really, and he's freeing her to marry anybody, even though she might be an aishas ish, right? He's believed there. So certainly, when the isser involved is only a lav, meaning she's no longer an aishas ish, right? Her husband's for sure dead. The question is, is the yavam alive or not? Aide the one aide comes along and says the yavam is dead, so you're free to marry the shuk. What's the Yisra only alav? It's not Ashish Ish, it's not Yisrakaras. So if an Aid is believed in Yisrakaras, it's certainly Yisrakaras, that's Rabbasvara. And that's Taka how the Rambam Paskins, that an Aid Echid is believed. Aid is believed to say that your husband's dead. He's also believed to say that the Yavam is dead. Amalim Rabban, the Rabba, who says, he atzmatichich, look at herself. Yisrakaras itarta. If she herself says that her husband's dead, she's believed. That's the mission. The mission we're going to have it later on in the Masech. It says, a woman who says, my husband's dead, She's free to marry. My husband's dead to marry the oven. She's free to marry the oven. But if she says that the oven is dead, she's not believed. So what do you see? You can't say Kava Homer because you see, look at her herself. Look at it. Why isn't she believed to say that her brother in law is dead, that the oven is dead? To keep him the Zimbabwe kiss mind, maybe she hates him. She's not going to check carefully. The reason why Eid is believed in general is we're saying because Isha Daikam is because she's also going to rely on the best and relies on the fact that she's also going to check things out because she doesn't want to produce a mamzer. But over here, when she hates him so much, she's not going to check it out. Why isn't she believed to keep the Zim the Sunny Lodaikaminsva? That's his svara. However, that's 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 the opposing svara. That's one of the rabbis told Rabbi, so he could say it both ways. However, the psak is the Eid is believed. Even though she's not believed to say her her brother in law the oven is dead, or that her sister is dead, because maybe she has eyes for her uh, for her sister's husband, uh, she's not believed there. But an echad is believed because a combination, presumably. Number one, it's going to be found out, and number two, we rely on the fact that generally she does check things out carefully. So if you have an eight echad, like you say, she alone, she's a gevadava for sure. But if you have an eight echad who has some netmanus to him because you know, he doesn't want to be found out to be a liar, plus the fact that she'll check things out. Therefore, an Eid is believed. That's how the Gemara comes. That's how the Raman Paskas, even though we saw as far as both ways here. Now, if you look at the Mishnah back on Sadiq Basim and Al, the end of the Mishnah said that Rabbi Lazar Darshan, this idea of Isha Grusha, Isha, Misha, Grusha, meaning if a woman over there said, they said, your husband is dead. And she and she got engaged to somebody else. She didn't sleep with somebody else. She just got engaged to him. And then the husband showed up. The husband showed up. So the engagement is meaningless, right? Engagement is meaningless. And she can go back to her first husband, even if the second guy gave her a get. Why? Because it obviously doesn't mean anything. It gets meaningless. Because we're asking like this. Only a divorce. Only an only a divorce only passes her on a coin if it's a valid divorce. If a woman walks in the street 
woman's married, right? Some a woman, and a guy goes and gives her a get. He's not married to her. Can, is she forbidden to marry Cohen? No, doesn't mean anything. So now the Gemara says, interestingly, that's a nice Russia, but there's a better one. The Blazimar says, if she's divorced from her husband, then she can't marry a coin. But not from a not if she's divorced from somebody who's not her husband. That doesn't mean anything. Okay. So now the Gemara says, he should have expounded a pearl, the Darsh Bechasman, he expounded a shard, meaning he could have said a better drasha from that Pasik than the one he dash. My bargaining. So what's the pearl? The Tanya, Isha If a woman is divorced from her husband. Even if she's only divorced from her husband <coughs> and not somebody else, so she can't marry a coin. That's what we mean by the smell of the postal coin. What do we mean by that? A man gets angry at his, at his wife. <coughs> and he still has some sense. And he says, look, I'm divorcing you from me. You're divorced from me, but you can't marry anybody else. I'm only divorcing you from me, but you can't marry anybody. Is that a valid divorce? No, no. A real divorce means she can, you're free to marry. If he says you're divorced from me, Grusha makes sure she's divorced from her husband. She's only divorced from her husband, not from anybody else, meaning she can't marry anybody else. So she's not really divorced. However, she still can't marry a Cohen. What do you mean? But she's still married to him. She's still really married to him, right? So of course she can't marry him. No, let's say afterwards he dies. Well, after he dies. Now, he said something, he had a fight, he had a heart attack, and, and he died. But he had given her this kind of again. He says, "You're divorced from me, and not from anybody else. You're not you're divorced from me, but you're not mother to marry anybody else. It's not really a good get, but it's enough of a get that she's that she's forbidden to marry a Cohen subsequently, even if he dies. So he's dead now, right? So she's not married to him anymore. She still can't marry a Cohen. That's the point. That's what it means here. In Mace, if he dies afterwards and she's free to marry, she still can't marry a Cohen." Okay, the possible kind. That's another drasha. Isha grusha Remember, in the Mishnah, Rabbi Lazar Master said Isha grusha misha. Only if she's divorced from her husband. If she's divorced from some idiot in the street who gave her a get, that doesn't mean anything. He dash is even better. I feel grusha misha. If she's only divorced from her husband, she's only divorced from her husband, and she's not much of anybody else. But she's divorced from her husband. She can't marry Cohen anymore. Next Mishnah. Now we're going to look at the other way. A man's wife. Let's let's get the cases again. Since the beginning of Masechta, what are we talking about? Reuben's married to Leah, and he has a brother, Shimon. That's when his brother Shimon. Let's forget Shimon for a while. Reuben's married to Leah, but she has a sister, Rachel. Leah and Rachel are sisters. Okay, and we're going to talk about this case more in the in the in the Gemara. Her sister Rachel is married to Moshe. Moshe is another guy, not related, but they're brothers-in-law, right? Reuben and Moshe are not brothers but they're married to two sisters. So they're brothers-in-law that way, right? They're brothers-in-law that way. Reuben is married to Leah and Moshe is married to Rachel. Okay, but let's see the mission. Mishal Chishta says wife went overseas. Rachel, uh, Leah went overseas. We're talking about Reuben. Reuben's wife, Leah, went overseas. Bo Barmel, they told her, they told him, your wife died. Your wife died. And he married her sister. Wait a minute. Her sister was single at this point. Okay, we're not talking, he wasn't married to Moshe yet. We'll see that in the Gemara. Married, Moshe. married her sister. He's not allowed to marry his sister if he's married to Leah, but they said Leah's dead. So he married her sister. Then Leah showed up. Leah showed up. Now Leah's real wife showed up. So the marriage to Rachel is no marriage, right? Because she was, the Kushan's not chal. If, you, if he's married to Leah, he might sleep with Rachel, that's an Issacharist, but not married. 
but now his wife came back. Well, can his wife, can he take his wife back? Uh, why not? Ah, okay, in the, case, in the case where the husband went overseas and it was reported, he was reported dead and she remarried and he comes back now. What's the rule we said before? She's gotta leave both marriages. She, she has an adulterer, she has to leave both marriage. We constant her, even though it was Bishogik, she should have checked more carefully. And we said, you have to leave marriage. In this case, no, things are different. Men and women are different. So he said, Leah is allowed to go back to him. Obviously, he's, Rachel's forbidden to him, right? We let that. Uh, also, he wasn't really married to Rachel, right? So let's say she has other relatives, her daughter. Let's say one day, can he marry Rachel's daughter. A man can't marry a woman and her daughter or a woman and her mother, but over here he wasn't really married to Rachel. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. So he's allowed to marry her. And Rachel is allowed to marry Ruben's family. Listen to this even more. If Leah now dies, now he lived with Rachel Be'iser, but you know they told him Leah was dead. They told him was dead. Now let's say Leah died now, he can marry Rachel again, because what he did was really wasn't that, you know, he made a mistake. Let's say again, the same thing happened. They told Ruvain that your wife Leah is dead, married her sister. Wait a minute, she is dead now, but she wasn't dead when you married her sister Rachel. Very simple. If the child that he had with Rachel while he was still married to Leah, they had a child that kids a mom's or he can't marry a chosishto. But the child that he has now, after Leah died, that's not a mom's or Rabbi Yossi Omer, and Rabbi Yossi has a difficult member that we don't understand at this point. We'll see it on the Gemara tomorrow. If he ruins another guy from marrying, then it ruins him too. In other if he ruins somebody else's marriage, then he ruins his marriage. If he didn't ruin somebody else's, this is we can't understand this Gemara right now because we don't have the full Gemara. We'll see that the Gemara tomorrow. Mitzvah will explain Rabbi Yossi, even though we don't possibly Rabbi Yossi, but we'll explain Rabbi Yossi tomorrow. It says the Gemara now. So listen carefully. What's the chiddush over here? Okay, if there are a woman here, say it's not fair. If a man, right? If a man, uh, uh, if a woman uh, slept with uh, with another man after her husband was reported dead, so she can't marry. She can't stay married to him. She can't stay married to either one. But the other way, if the wife went overseas and she was reported dead and he married her sister wrong, you know, uh, illegally married her sister, and now she comes back, the wife comes back, he could take the wife back. Listen to this, it's even more than that. Now we're talking about a case where, where Rachel wasn't a single woman. She was married to Moshe. Moshe and Ruben are not blood relatives. They are simply brothers-in-law married to two sisters. Let's say this happened. Leah went overseas, and so did Moshe. Moshe was married to her, to her sister. They didn't go together. They didn't sleep in the same room. They were just, they happened to both make overseas trips. His wife, Ruben's wife, and his wife's sister's husband both went overseas. They both went overseas and did a siyam, and they were both reported dead. Dahani, Dahani, assumed the kamitsra Aishas, Giso, Agiso. Now, let's say, now, what happened over here? They were both reported dead. So what happened? Ruben now married Rachel. Ruben married Rachel. Now, what's, look at it from Rachel's point of view. She's alive, but her husband was reported dead. Moshe was reported dead. So she married Ruben. 
But if she marries somebody wrongly, what's the rule? She can't go back to her husband. So when Ruven married Rachel now illegally, the Rachel can't go married, go marry to her husband to her husband Moshe. The wife of his brother-in-law, meaning his wife's sister, Rachel, is also to go back to Moshe. But Leah can go back to Ruvain. Is that fair? That's the halacha, right? We don't say, we don't say, since Rachel is forbidden to go back to her husband, Moshe, Leah should also be also to go back to Ruvain. We don't say that. Okay, that's the shot in the Mishnah. Notice the Mishnah is saying that if Ruvain married Rachel after Leah was reported dead, and then Leah showed up, he can take her back, even though he married, even though he slept with Rachel, and Rachel would be now also to her husband if he was reported dead, and it turned out that he was alive. Still, Leah can go back. Our Mishnah doesn't go like Rebekiva. Why? Our Mishnah says he can go back. Why? What's the issue over here? Again, what happened? Ruvain was married to Leah. And her sister Rachel was married to Moshe. And Leah and Moshe both went overseas and they reported dead and they came back. We say over here that Leah can go back to Ruvain. What, what's the relationship with Ruvain and Rachel? He married her illegally. Does he have to give her a get? Presumably not, because for everybody else, she was married, she was she was married to her brother. To I mean, she was married to Ruvain, her. Uh, to, no, Leah was married to Ruvain, and and uh, and therefore, when he married Rachel, mistakenly, let's call it illegally, mistakenly, it's not a marriage because he was still married to Rachel. Everybody knows that. So would would Ruvain have to give Rachel now a get? No, presumably. However, we're going to assume now that Rabbi Kiva says he does have to give her a get. Uh, so Harmish doesn't go like Rabbi Kiva. Why do Rabbi Kiva have Shoso? His own wife now, Leah. Ruben's own wife Leah is a choskushoso because he has to give Rachel a get. And a choskushoso, we said, is like a chos ishto. As long as she's alive, can't marry her. So he has to give her it. Now, why does he have to give her a get? The Rabbi have the Tanya, Kala Rias, Sha'amru, all the Rias we talk about, get. In other words, if a man sleeps with his sister, he doesn't have to give her a get. If he sleeps with his mother's sister, doesn't have to give her a get. It's, uh, it's forbidden. We learned before, if a married woman got married up in one aide come and says that her husband's dead, she married up in you have to give her a get because she didn't check carefully. Rabbi Kiva Mosef, it's hard to understand. Rabbi Kiva says, oh, even if he married his brother's wife, even by, by mistake, thought that his brother was dead, and then his brother showed up, he has to give her a get. And a chosisha, this case, where they thought he thought that his wife was dead and he married her sister. He has to give her a get now. And the wife showed up, he has to give her a get. Why? It's hard to understand. Why does he have to get it? Everybody knows that it's not a marriage, right? Just like marrying your sister, marrying your wife, your mother's sister. These things are, everybody knows it's forbidden. Why would you need to get? Okay, we'll see. It says more, okay. Kiva though, Rabbi Kiva boy gets since Rabbi Kiva says he need to get there. His own wife is also known. Our mission says that the wife, Leah, can go back to Ruvain, right? Right? But Rabbi Kiva says, no. Rabbi Kiva says, since Reuben has to give Rachel a get now, so his own wife now becomes a chos kushoso, it's also to him. Rabbi Kiva, boy, get, says the Gemara, but this doesn't make sense. Didn't we understand 
that Rabbi Kiva didn't say in all cases he has to give he has to give Rachel a get. What's the case? Listen to this carefully. It's not speaking about where there was a real marriage involved. The first case of Eishach is speaking about what happened. Reuben had a brother, Shimon. Okay, Shimon got engaged to, let's say, Rachel. Got engaged to a girl, Rachel. went overseas. And he heard that Shimon died. So he married her. People will say, no. Yes, now when he shows up again, maybe there was a, in Kedushin, you can make a Tanai. You could say, listen, I'm giving you that so-and-so, such-and-such, that the stock market goes up tomorrow, okay? Then, and, and if the stock market doesn't go up tomorrow, the Kedushin is not chal. So people might say, oh, you know what? When Ruvay married Shimon's wife, thinking that Shimon was dead, maybe Shimon had only been engaged to her on a condition, the condition wasn't fulfilled, and therefore Reuben really could marry Shimon's wife, even if Shimon was alive, but because Shimon's maybe marriage wasn't a marriage. What it was only a condition all tonight, and therefore he needs to get now. And when Reuben married her, he really married her because his brother was not married to her. He had only given her engagement on a condition. Right, and therefore that's why you have to give her a get because people will think it was a marriage. It's not like a case where a man marries a sister and say, "Well, maybe it's a good marriage." It can't be a good marriage. It's a sister, or it's his mother's sister. Uh, something which is forbidden in all cases. Everybody knows that's not a marriage. Over here, though, when Reuben married Shimon's wife, thinking that Shimon was dead, people might be talking about a case where Shimon was only engaged to her, and maybe the engagement was broken off or was given on condition. The condition wasn't fulfilled. Therefore, Reuben was allowed to marry her. And now, when Shimon shows up, you know what? And she goes back to Shimon. Maybe Reuben has to give her a get. Similarly, the case of Reuben and Leah is not when Reuben and Leah were married. Reuben and Leah were engaged. And Leah went overseas and she was reported dead. Now he marries Rachel, her sister. And he married her sister. Maybe he was engaged to Leah on condition. The condition wasn't fulfilled. And when he married Rachel, the sister, after Leah was reported dead, maybe it was legitimate marriage because he wasn't really engaged to Leah at all. Shaparazov was a good marriage and therefore he has to give her a get. That's where Rabbi Kiva says, you need a get in a case of Eishasach or a Chosisha, where there's a possibility that it was a good marriage, right? But if they're actually married, there's such things that when a person gets married, he gets married, there's such things a condition, he married her at Bia with her all tonight. It doesn't work that way. So everybody, Rashi says, nobody does that. Nobody does that. Elisuin, nobody does that. Rashi says, Elisuin, um, right there, in the middle of the page, uh, middle of the page. Elisuin, so everybody knows. So even Rabbi Kiva would not say that you have to give a get in this case, and therefore Mishnah could go like Rabbi Kiva. When we say that that uh, Reuben can take Leah back, after Leah was reported dead, and he married Rachel, married Rachel, and now Leah shows up. So Rachel's marriage was nothing. It was just a mistake for sure, because since he was married to Leah, everybody knows that when he married uh, Rachel, it was a mistake, and there's no get necessary. It could even go like a Bekiva, says Gemara now. Okay, so therefore that was a mistake. If Amish goes like a Bekiva, why did it only tell you this case? Told you a case, what was the case? Ruben's wife, Leah, went overseas. 
Leah was leave aside Moshe and Rachel that Moshe was married. That was we just said another case here. We'll come back to Rabbi Yosef tomorrow. We're going to talk about Moshe again tomorrow. But just take a simple case. He was married to Leah. Leah went overseas. She was reported dead. He married her sister. Then Leah shows up. He could take Leah back. Why talk about her sister? Why not her mother? Why not her mother? Let's not Why does it say her mother, his mother-in-law, meaning Leah's mother? The issue is, you know, if a man marries a woman and then he takes her mother or her grandmother, right? Takes her to their Shreifa. That's the rule. Not his wife. His wife married legitimately. She's an innocent party over here, right? Pardon? She's 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 an innocent party, but it's Mrs. Robinson over here, you know, right? Right? If if it's the mother-in-law, the mother, the Shreifa. Oh, but Rabbi Kiva holds that's only it's only forbidden the mother-in-law if the wife is still around. If the wife died, you can marry your mother, according to Rabbi Kiva. Uh, the Tanya Pusik says, Isha Shika has Isha Ves Ima says, right? But Rofu, Osobes Hen. What does it mean, Osobes Hen? Him and them. What do you mean, them? Not the wife. The wife didn't do anything wrong. Osobes Achasman Divrab Shavashma says, Es Hen means one in, in Greek. So therefore, it means. You know, the mother-in-law, uh, the mother-in-law, so they said one of them. Rabbi Kiva says, oh, best shtayin. Both of them. What does it mean, shtayin? What does it mean, both of them? So it means, according to Rabbi Kiva, in one shot, Rabbi Kiva is, it means the mother-in-law and the mother-in-law's mother. That, that if he took both of them, they're both all chayim. There's no machlokis over here. Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva both agree that if he slept with the mother-in-law, they're chayim sreifa. And if he slept with the mother-in-law's mother, there's also chayim sreifa. The question is, do you learn it from the Pasuk of Osobes Hen? Rabbi Shmuel says Osobes Hen means the mother-in-law. And you learn it from Xavier Shava, Rashi brings down that it also means the mother-in-law's mother. According to, uh, according to uh, Abaye, no, the Pasuk also means both of them, the mother-in-law and the mother-in-law's mother. That's all according to the Pasuk speaking about one, just the mother-in-law. is referring to mother-in-law and the mother-in-law's mother. In both those cases, they're high of Sreifa. So Shopper, okay, fine. That's the, that, there's, no, there's no question over here. There's no, we're assuming now, according to according to Giva, the mother-in-law and the mother-in-law's mother is also whether the wife is alive or dead, so then there's no issue. We're not, there's no question over here. Rava says the nafmina is the mother-in-law after death, meaning, meaning this. The Rava says the Pshad in the Pasu, what's the machlokus of Bishmol and Rabbi Kiva? Bishmol says, oh so best achas mehen. Either one of them, you slept with the mother-in-law, okay, you're high of Sreifa for that. Even if the daughter, the wife, the daughter, her daughter is dead. Rabbi Kiva says, no, also the Eshtan, you're only also to live with the mother-in-law if they're both alive, meaning your wife and her mother are alive. Then there's an Isser on them. Then the Isser is on. Then you have Shreifa if you sleep with the mother. But if your wife died, there's no Isser. There's not, you're not Chayv Shreifa if you slept with the mother-in-law. So according to this, according to Rabbi Kiva, that's a Pshad in Rabbi Kiva, only if they're both alive. It's according to Bayez good, but according to way Rabbi learns Pshad, in the Machlokas, Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shmuel. What's the Machlokas, Rabbi Kiva? Rabbi Shmuel says, you're chayv on the mother-in-law, whether the wife, her daughter is alive or dead. But according to Rabbi Kiva, you're only chayv Shreifa on the mother-in-law if the if the daughter, your wife, is alive. Listen, say Why talk about, if the mission you say, our mission really could be Rabbi Kiva, because Rabbi Kiva is only talking about that you need to get to Rachel in a case where they were engaged not where they were married. In our case, our mission is talking about where they're married. 
But if it would be Rabbi Kiva, and therefore the mission code like Rabbi Kiva, if the mission is Rabbi Kiva, why talk about if you're if Leah died and he married her sister? Why not marry the mother? If you marry this, if 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 Leah died, you can really marry the mother too. No, I'm like no. He he needed me to become safe. Me sort me me All the drasha and Rabbi Kiva, according to way Rabbi learns, is that if your wife died and you slept with the with her mother, there's no chiv of sreifa, but it's still awesome. Whereas your sis, your wife's sister, if your wife died, you're, you're allowed to marry your sister. As we said many times throughout history, that was a common thing. A wife died in childbirth. Who better would take care of the children and give them a loving household? Her sister it was a very common thing. Many people know cases of uh, where a wife died in childbirth or whatever, and he married her sister. It was a very common thing. It's mutter to do. So, but that, that's mutter. So that's why the mission talked about that case where he married the sister. So now the Gemara asks a very simple question. I understand, but take us to Why shouldn't Reuben be ushered to marry Leah? Because he slept with her sister. Just like the case where a husband was thought to be dead and she married somebody else, and we say it's forbidden. Woman whose husband went overseas and is reported dead. And then he showed up. We say, what? She can't go. She can't obviously stay with the adulterer and she can't stay with her husband either. You're about to have to get back. This is a little dummy. If a woman commits adultery on purpose, she's also in a Torah, right? That's the case of a Sota. So Bashoge goes around on the Rabbana where it goes Bashoge because she didn't check carefully. Listen to this. If a man on purpose commits adultery with his wife's sister, she's, let's say, single, not talking about HSA, she's even a single woman. Man's married to Leah and he slept with Rachel on purpose. Did a terrible thing. It's chayv karas. The shogays chayv carbon, but it's not avalachosi. She did b'meizid lo asira amidaraisa, but that doesn't forbid him to marry to stay married to Leah. If a woman commits adultery with any man on purpose, she can't stay with her husband. She's got to leave the marriage. Whereas if a man commits adultery, even in a form where he married her sister, where it's karas, not stam a pnuya, not stam that he went to a prostitute, but uh, committed adultery. In a case with her sister, committed adultery with her, he's not also to marry her. Since it was a mistake over here, she was reported dead. There were How do we know that? How do we know that his wife is not also to him if he slept with her sister? The Tanya also, right, says, in the case of Sota, we just had it last week's parsha, right? Only by her, her sleeping around uh, forbids her. In other words, if she committed adultery on purpose, where that forbids her from marrying her husband, only her, only if she commits adultery, that shchiva asks her and her husband. That that uh, uh, that uh, union asks her and her husband. But shchiva's achosa. But if her if her sister slept with him, doesn't answer her. She I might think Listen to this. Madaf, where what? Where you committed adultery in a regular Ashish. Why is that called Israkal? Because in a regular case of Ashish, um, she could be Mutratim one day, I they get. A man commits adultery with a married woman. One day he could marry that woman if her husband divorces her. That's called Israkal. Still Nasser Oser, the the one who the adulterer is forbidden from marrying her forever. Malkum Shabal Isra Khamar, where you collect with Isra Khamar, where what? Where it's more common because you can never sleep with your wife's sister as long as your wife is alive in her, in her lifetime. In the case of an adulterer, you might be able to marry that woman if her husband uh, husband had divorces he her. If he, if no, if he, had he not slept with her, right? Had he not slept with her, 
he would, and therefore we still we say that just that the adulterer is also forever, even though it's an Israel because eventually that woman might become Mutterdim of her husband during his lifetime while he uh, if he gives her a divorce. But over here in a, marrying your wife, if you sleep with your wife's sister, where it's never permitted while your wife is alive, never. If you even if you divorce your wife, never permitted to marry Shabal Yisrochamer and Adin Shneser also. So certainly the Oser, the adulterer, Reuben should be Oser. And therefore, even Pusik to say, you know, Kamash, as I would, I would say that Mekavah uh, Homer, if a man sleeps with his wife's sister, he shouldn't be allowed to stay married to his wife. Kamash, on the Pusik, Osa, Osa, only if she sleeps around does her husband, does that Asur on her husband. But if her sister slept with her husband, that doesn't forbid her husband from staying married to her. All right, we'll pick him here tomorrow. Why do you say never in the case of the married woman? But no, ne- never. Ne- in the case of the married woman, it's not never. In the case of the married, look at Rashi. Take a look at Rashi. Welcome, Shabbat Shalom. Look at Rashi. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I said it wrong. Oh. I understand. Why? Uh, my question is really the second one. The second, the because sister, the sister can never marry in her lifetime. In her lifetime, you know, in her lifetime. That's the difference. That That's why it's called it. Right. Yes, it's in her lifetime. So, like, it means in her lifetime. Welcome, Shabbat Shalom. Yisrael Chomer could go on a chosish and sheishta oseres as a chosa kol yameha. During her life, the difference is that it's a slight difference, right? That the ish yeah. could be mutter in in the husband's lifetime, right? If he divorced her, and here and here, and that's the one that you're wronging, so to speak, right? The one you're wronging is in the case of ish could be mutter in his lifetime. In the case of a chosisha is never mutter in her lifetime, your wife's lifetime. That's why it's called ishachomer. So that's a little bit of a kavachomer indicating that if Reuven slept with his wife's sister, she uh, his, his wife should be ushered him. Mashma on the Pusik, no, only only also such give us also and shivas a chosa also. All right, we'll see, we'll see it tomorrow.